Mama. Welcome back. So excited to be with you here today, as always. Today we're going to, we've been digging into some ways that the world says we should do things and how sometimes they're based on a God principle, but the world skews it. And today is another one of those. We're going to talk about self-love and what the Bible says about that and what it looks like to overcome this belief that we are inadequate. And is self-love the answer? I don't know. Let's talk about it. I think this conversation is so crucial to align ourselves with the Word of God. And I have a couple very simple steps for you to take so that you can take a step towards getting out of this lie of inadequacy. So I'm excited to share that with you. Before we jump in, I wanted to read another review from the podcast. So if you have been listening for a little while, please take a second, pause this episode, go and leave a review on Morning Mama on Apple Podcasts and leave a starred and a written review. And I just can't tell you how much joy it brings me. It also gets this podcast more visible so that more mamas can find it. And it just is the best thing ever, the biggest way you can ever think me. And I'm going to read some on the show. So that's exciting. So this one is from Savhood and it says, thank you, For every single episode, there hasn't been a single one that hasn't touched my heart and that hasn't spoken to my soul. I've been praying fervently for truth in a world full of unknown and rumors. He answered so many prayers with the truth that you speak. I am so grateful for the life that you speak. Oh my goodness, mama. Thank you so much. I cannot tell you how honored I am that God is using this and it just blows me away. And I'm going to share a little bit too about my journey through hearing these and what that does internally when I'm dealing with my own thoughts of inadequacy. So I'll share that all with you a little bit later. But I just want to thank you, Mama, and thank you all of you for your support and your encouragement because it just keeps me going. So I'm excited. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So today we are talking about self-love and also dealing with our feelings of inadequacy and answering the question, is self-love the answer? And I really believe this is another moment where the world takes a biblical value and skews it just a little bit. And through that, they get off. So, I mean, if by self-love, you mean giving grace to ourselves and remembering that we aren't made to be perfect and caring for ourselves, body, mind, and spirit, and remembering that God created us good, then all of those things, yes and amen, yes. But I believe that this concept of self-love and focusing too much on that is really centered in this idea of self. It, it turns it too much to be focused on ourselves. And 
the thing is that the Bible tells us is that ourselves are flawed. We have a sin nature. All of us have a sin nature, which means we're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. We're going to hurt people. We're going to hurt ourselves. We are going to do bad things. All of us, not one of us is immune. And we all have rebellion in our hearts. Our flesh wants the wrong things. Our flesh wants to be selfish, wants to just think about our own perspective, wants to think about us, 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 more of us. And I think that's where it gets off. I don't know if you've heard the quote. I I just love it. Uh, True humility. This is from C.S. Lewis. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. And I think for almost all of us, this feeling of inadequacy that we experience, it's the one side of the coin and and the other side is actually pride which is crazy to think about. And you might not even recognize it. I did not recognize it in myself for decades. Only recently have I realized I have a pride issue, which I'm working on. But it goes something like this and see if it sounds familiar to you. I do something that is good. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look what I did. I don't say this to anyone. This just happens internally kind of automatically. And I'm like, wow, I'm like the best. This is amazing. I, I can do anything. I can do all of these things. I'm, I'm, I'm better than everyone in this class. Like I got the best paper. I did the best thing. And maybe for you, that's a very fleeting moment. You know, really for me, these two voices kind of like sometimes go like a second at a time. Like for one second, I feel like the top of the world and the best of the best. And then the very next second, I feel like the lowest of the low. And so then this is what happens. And then go down and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually horrible. Why would they even allow me into this class? Why would they even think that I I don't fit in here? I know I don't. I'm I'm the worst. I'm the scum of this place. They gave me this grade because they feel sorry for me. This is a lie. I don't deserve this. And it's constantly this roller coaster of going back and forth to feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. This is amazing. It's, and it's, it's really that voice of perfectionism along with pride. It's because I really, I don't, I, I don't sit here thinking I am the best. Like I, I know logically that I am not. But it's like this idea of perfectionism that I struggle with, with, with the pride, where I feel like I have to be the best. And so for a moment, I can convince myself when I do something well, I can convince myself and, and see it from that perspective, because I, that's what I'm looking for. To me, that is like how I get satisfied is if I'm the best, if I do the best. But that so easily slides right down to this inadequacy, because we aren't the best. We are not perfect. And so when we go to this quote, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. This is where self-love is off because the more we think about ourselves is not the way out. That is not the way to believe in ourselves. The more we think of ourselves, the deeper we go, go into these pits of despair because we aren't perfect, because we aren't actually good enough. Only God is good enough. And so thinking of ourselves more, focusing on ourselves to solve this problem of of not feeling good enough, which is a problem. I I do want to say that. It is not true. I know I just said you are not good enough, but it's also not true that you're not good enough. There's the two sides to this coin as well. We're going to go more into them. 
But it's, it's not true that you're not good enough because God made you. The God of the universe. He planned you out. In Psalm 139, 13, so good. If you struggle with feelings of inadequacy, not feeling good enough, you need to go in and memorize this whole chapter, really. But just going to verse 13 and 14, it says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Holy moly, the God of the universe planned you out specifically. He doesn't make mistakes. He thought of every detail of who you were going to be, and he formed you. So how you are made, who you are, you are perfect. You are a creation of God. No one can argue with that. And if you argue with it, you are arguing with the God of the universe. It says it so clearly in Psalm 139. You are a creation of our God. That is amazing. But the other side of the coin, right, is that we all have this sin nature in us. We have this flesh. We are not God, so we are not perfect. Jesus was the only one that was ever perfect on this earth. The rest of us, we struggle. We have, we all have rebellion in our hearts. And even before we sinned, even before Adam and Eve sinned, right, they still were made to be in relationship with God. And only through that relationship were they going to thrive. It was when there was a break in that relationship that they began to struggle and suffer because their sin separated them from God. So while they were made in the image of God and they were planned out, they were only going to to do well. They were only going to thrive As they walked with God, they weren't meant to do it on their own. And so when we look to ourselves to be enough, we we disconnect from our creator. That's what we're doing when we're looking to ourselves and saying, like, am I enough? Am I I doing well enough? Am 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 I adequate for this task? What we're doing is we're cutting ourselves off from our creator, and we're looking at ourselves independently saying, like, well, actually, I, I don't think I'm enough for this task. I don't think I'm enough. Or the, the other side of the coin, the pride would say, I can do this. I don't need God, which we might not even say consciously, but it might be this unconscious thought. But we cut ourselves off and look at our ability separate from God, which whenever we do that, we will always come up short. We were not created to do things apart from God. Our strength, our hope, our abilities, our skills come from God. So when we look to ourselves to be enough, we'll always come up failing. We'll always prove our point that, look, see, I'm not good enough. Yeah, you're not without God. God is what makes you good enough. His strength, his spirit, his anointing his voice. And so every time we ask ourselves this question apart from God, we are reinforcing this, you know, we've talked about neural pathways. We're reinforcing this neural pathway that that is our pain point that says that I feel inadequate. And we prove it to ourselves by comparing, looking at our own abilities apart from God. 
And and it will be reinforced because without God, no, you can't do it. No, you're not enough. And so here's an example from my own life. So, you know, I've, I talk all the time about how I've always struggled to feel like I'm enough. This is one of my big pain points. This is a constant struggle in my life. It's an area the enemy is constantly attacking me. And so, you know, I talked about doing this podcast is like literally a miracle because I know I will do this imperfectly. Like there's there's not even a way to do it perfectly. I don't even know what that would look like. And putting my voice out there for a wider audience is just opening myself up, showing my perfect imperfections to more people, which when you struggle with this is terrifying, like the most terrifying thing. But I knew God was calling me to it, and so I've stepped into it, and his his hand is so clearly in it because it's crazy how fast this podcast is growing. It's crazy the feedback I get. And the thing is, I know that that is not me. Like, that is God using me. That is God taking my gifts, God speaking through me. All of the good that is happening is God. But what keeps happening because of my struggle and because I'm human is that I, I get focused some weeks or some days or some moments on like the growth that's happening. And I start looking at it outside of God and I look at it from the perspective of myself and what I'm able to do and what I'm doing. And I look at it and it triggers like the growth of the podcast, how fast it's growing People's positive comments actually triggers my feelings of inadequacy because I think, oh my gosh, like reading this review, I think I cannot live up to that. Like I am not adequate for what she's saying. Like this is just proving how inadequate I am because those things are not true of me. I don't have that capacity. Like, or I I start focusing on like, oh my gosh, someone thought that of the last episode. Oh, I'm about to disappoint them. Like, I can't live up to that. The next one, I'm going to disappoint them. Everyone's going to leave. I'm going to just be talking to myself or my mom. My mom is amazing. She listens to every one of these episodes. Hi, mom. I know at least she'll always be here for me. So that's reassuring. But I work myself up into this place of just getting, I, I start getting so anxious. Like actually there was these uh, weeks that I had a, a month or so ago where I had so much anxiety rising up in me. I couldn't sleep well. I wasn't enjoying any of this podcast stuff. I was just so anxious all the time, worrying about not being good enough, really. And what I realized is I was constantly checking the growth of the podcast, like how many downloads there was. Because it's just like social media, right? It's like that hit of dopamine, which if you haven't heard it, it's it's scientifically (laughs) happening in our brains from social media. So you know that feeling of like, oh, I got to check my notifications. And when we go and we check and there's a notification, it actually releases dopamine into our brains, a small amount, and it's a chemical produced by our brain when we feel rewarded or pleasure. And that creates a chemical addiction. That is why it is so hard to put down your phone. And so that's what was happening for me. I was looking for that dopamine hit, and I just kept checking and kept seeing growth and could not stop until suddenly one day, actually after my connect group, I was talking about it with them and realized that I have to take my eyes off of what 
what people are saying, what people are doing, how many downloads there are. Like, it doesn't actually matter. What I need to do is keep my eyes fixed on God. And what I was doing, what ended up happening is when I would check those that growth for a second, it would prove to myself, see, look, you're enough. Look, look, see, look, there's the evidence of it. And that began to inform my identity and that began to speak the truth, quote unquote, to me. I began to look to my own strength, the own results to believe that I was enough. That will always lead us to destruction. And so, you know, if there was one day that my growth was down a fraction or not as high as it was, oh, there, that dopamine was gone. There was, there was no hit there. And so then I would fall instead of saying, instead of being on the side of pride and like, wow, look, see, I am enough. Then I would go to the other side of that inadequacy and saying like, well, see, this is just proof that this, I'm messed up. I'm not meant to do this. This is just all for waste and I'm embarrassing myself. Because anytime we try and define our identity, try and define our worth outside of God, it won't go well. Because outside of God, we aren't good enough. Outside of God, we we aren't anything. Like He is our source and our strength, everything that makes us good. And so even like reading that review, I feel so inadequate sometimes reading it because I start looking to myself because I look and say like, oh, look what they said about me. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm not good enough for that to be true. I, what I'm doing isn't enough. And it creates this anxiety in me that I somehow need to prove what they said so that I can make sure that it's true. But the problem is there's no way to prove it because outside of God, it's not true. And so our flesh tells us and our world tells us to think of ourselves, to look towards ourselves, to look towards our own, our own interests, to look towards our own abilities, to look inward for the answers. But you know what that does? Even in that inadequacy is you're making an idol out of yourself. The self becomes an idol in your life. It's, it's something, an idol is something you worship. It's something that get, takes your time, your energy, your focus. You put it above God. And so really at the core of our inadequacy, which feels so backwards and weird, but at the core of it is making ourselves an idol. Because if we were to view ourselves from the truth that the Bible says, if we were to view ourselves in the light of God through his eyes, That is a complete lie that completely contradicts the Bible. God says he made us good. So we're putting self above above God and saying, well, I can determine if I'm good enough or not. See, here's a way I show I'm not good enough. Here's a way I show I'm good enough. Oh, there's more ways that I'm showing that I'm not good enough. But that's still your own self voice and the voice of the enemy that's really coming alongside that and strengthening that voice, but it's putting your voice above what God says about you. God says, I made you good. And when I work through you, you are more than a conqueror. When I work through you, you change the world. When I work through you, you do miracles. So the problem actually doesn't start in believing the lie that you're not good enough. That That's not where it starts. Problem starts in that we're looking to ourselves For something that only God can accomplish, it is not about us. And I think, too, if we we spend all of our time 
focusing on how to love ourselves, how to pour that love into ourselves that we were made for, I think it's only going to lead us to a dead end because we, in in how we love, we're imperfect. And so we're not going to be able to love ourselves perfectly. And so really where we need to get that love is from the Father. From God, we have to allow His perfect love to speak to us. We have to allow Him to give us the grace and to actually believe that He wants to give us the grace. He tells us that is for us. He tells us He does not ever expect us to be perfect. That's why Jesus died for us. So we do need to accept grace, but I believe we need to go to God to get that grace. We need to go to God to get that perfect love. So here are my two simple steps for you. One, sit on Psalms 139 until you believe it. Memorize the whole thing. Write it all over your house. At least memorize those two verses. Share it with other people. Tell them about it. Tell strangers, hey, did you know you're fearfully and wonderfully made? Look in the mirror and tell yourself it. Write yourself letters. Write other people letters. I think the more that we can understand and believe this concept that God made us good, the more we can understand it generally, we are going to be able to apply it to ourselves. If we really believe that everyone was made good, then we can. We have to be grouped in there. We're not, we're not special enough to be the exception to that. If you're going to overcome this belief that you're not good enough, you have to start from the foundation that God is the one that plans you out. And God does not make mistakes. He does not make mistakes. He cannot make mistakes. And he created you. And it's okay to own that. Like, I love when I I was reading uh, Psalm 139, verse, I think it's 14, one day, it just hit me in the head. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. The way that David, who's probably the author, the way he phrased it, it says, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. If you look at that, it's like he's saying, God, I am praising you because I am awesome. I am so good. So yes, shout it from the rooftops like, God made me good. God made you good, mama. Shout it out. Praise God for how good he made you. So as long as it takes to begin to believe it, and maybe that's the rest of your lifetime, and that's why you got to memorize this. Sit in Psalm 139. Believe it. See the picture of what God thinks about you. And if you think, you know, this doesn't apply to you because you somehow messed up his plan at one point that you're like, well, okay, maybe when I was born, that was true. But have you seen my life now? Well, go to the beginning of Psalm 139. This is how it starts out. It says, oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down, when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, oh, Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. And then jumping down to verse 17, it says, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. So God is saying he knows every thought that you have before you say it. He knows everything you're doing. He knows when you lie down, when you stand up, where you go, all of the things. His thoughts of you cannot be counted. All of this is true of you right now. Not just when you were born, right now. You can't mess it up. And even though you're going to make mistakes, 
because you will make those that doesn't mess up his love for you. (laughs) You can't mess up his love for you. You can't mess up how great he made you. So sit in Psalms 139 as long as you need to. Do everything you can to believe it, to walk in it, to hold it tight. And then number two, embrace the belief, embrace the knowledge that you are not enough. You were never supposed to be enough. Release the need to prove that you're enough. Release it all. You are not meant to be enough on your own. None of us are. None of us were made to. We are made to be good in relationship to God. So release that fight. Release that pressure. That's what I've been doing is as I've felt that anxiety come on me, like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough for this task. I'm not, who am I to be doing this? I realize, oh my gosh, my eyes are on me again. I got to get my eyes off of me and I fix my eyes back on God. And I say, no, okay, the only way that I'm even able to do this is because God is using me. The only way this is actually reaching people is because God is speaking to people. The only way people are even finding this is because God is guiding them and leading them to it. None of this is actually about me. So get your eyes off yourself, put them back on him and lean on him. And he's going to provide everything you need. Through him, you are enough. Through him, you're more than a conqueror. Through him, you are the light of this world. Through him, you can do all things. And we haven't really gotten to talk to the, talk about this much yet, but there is a calling on your life. There is gifts inside of you that the world is meant to have. And the only way you're going to be able to get to a place where you're able to share those with the world is by getting your eyes off of yourself and putting them on God and leaning into him for your strength and recognizing that you, apart from him, are not enough. All right, Mama, let me just pray for you as we wrap this up. God, I just thank you that you tell us that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. God, it's it's so wonderful. It's hard to fathom. And I just pray that every ear that is listening, God, that you would just speak to her individually. You would help her to see her great worth, God, that you planned out every detail of who she is, God, and that you made her so good. I pray that you would help this truth sink in to her heart, into her mind, into her body, God, that she would embrace it and be able to walk in it, God. And I pray that she would give up this striving to be enough and that she would just release it, release it all, all of the striving, all of the anxiety, and that she would be able to realize, God, that she isn't enough only with you, God. She was never meant to be enough on her own. None of us are, God, and help her just to see that all she needs to do is fix her eyes on you and lean into you, and you're going to provide everything that she needs. God, I pray just for breakthrough right now in this moment of people that are listening, God, that they would just so clearly see what has been going on, the lie that has been told to them for years, God, that they need to somehow prove their worth, God, but you've already proven it. (laughs) It's all through you, God, and I just thank you for what you're doing, God. Thank you that we can trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you, Mama, and I I can't wait to hear about the breakthrough that God is going to do in your life through understanding who you are, who he created you to be. Love you. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. 
Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.